1: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and
0: same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge & Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage.
1: Welcome to it. It is a Thursday night sports day with Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews coming to you from the Sports Day studios, of course, uh, across the Super Radio Network, SEN, SENQ on DAB Plus in Brisbane, of course, Southern Cross stereo and you can get us online at various places. Scotty Sattler, welcome to the
2: show. Hello, Woogie, and all the, so the listeners. Uh, can't wait for this Listener. weekend. Listeners. Can't wait for this weekend because uh, the final trial, You mm. most times, often than not, you get to see what is going to be the closest team to what is going to run out in, in round one of the NRL. So we're going to see a lot of teams at full strength. Oh, Joey Manu's back for the Roosters, playing in the halves. Uh, Jackson Hastings coming back from the UK, running out for the West Tigers for the first time. And a lot of other players as well. So no, really,
1: Adam Reynolds.
2: Really, yeah, really looking forward to this weekend's rugby league. And we're going to talk about a little bit well, a little bit later on, very soon actually in the sports update, the landscape of rugby league has changed a little bit also in and relation to the naming of the numbers each week in relation to how many players you should name and and uh, the get independent ready.
1: doctors. Get ready for it because Sats is fired. You don't get cranky often. That, that role is normally held by Gary Belcher on the show and he mm. will be back Monday. Mm. But you are fired up about a couple of things tonight and I can't wait to get that uh, to that with you. Um, Hey, listen, just a quick one. Rod Marsh suffered a heart attack today in Bundaberg. Just Mm. flew in. He's there for some Masters with some Queensland greats and suffered a heart attack and and lucky he had a couple of people in the car. A couple of cricket
2: officials. Yeah, Yeah. who
1: knew how to keep him alive, got him to the hospital in time and um, he's recovering, our thoughts with the Marsh family, but... Mm. uh, you can't go yet, Rod Marsh. We lost three great rugby league players in the last week and a bit. We can't start losing our great cricketers, can we? Well, I don't
2: think we're ready for it. Of course, we lost Dean Jones. Absolutely. Under traumatic circumstances for those that are around him as well, involved yep. in the commentating. So, yeah, it's it's glad to hear that uh, they end up getting to the hospital in time.
1: He is recovering in Bundaberg Hospital as we speak.
2: Um, Guests tonight, Socceroo and
1: Sydney FC playing. Can I say Sydney FC skipper,
2: mm-hmm. Ryan
1: Grant, Penrith supporter, uh, snubbed by Scott Sattler in the change rooms after a game when he was a young kid one day. That's a lie. He told us that on the show last time we had him. Uh, He'll be joining us, Sydney FC, getting ready for a grand final replay on Saturday night. So looking forward to chatting to Grant, one of the great guys of Australian football, Peter Bedell, one of the great guys of the newspaper business. He uh, writes for the Courier Mail. You see him on NRL 360 all the time. He's been at. Smallest hands in the world. Yeah. Tiny little hands. They actually have to get a special keyboard in for him <laughs> at the Courier Mail. This is a fact. <laughs> right. So it's a tiny little keyboard. It's like a Casio calculator, just so his fingers can uh, work. Anyway. Ca-
2: Casio or Casio?
1: I, I say Casio. Okay. All
2: right. Carry on.
1: Being from Japan and all, I know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he'll be joining us soon. He's at the uh, Cowboys launch today.
2: Still a uh, lot going on with the Broncos. And yeah. he broke a lot of those stories, especially the one around the training, the preseason training regime of the Broncos.
1: Mm. Yeah, we'll have a chat to him about that. And uh, Spud Carroll, of course, he's now in a band, uh, tells footy stories and gets together with some greats of the, of the sporting world, including... Mike Whitney, Eric Groth Sr., Richard Chiqui, uh, who was Gavin Robinson. Gav
2: Robinson, yeah.
1: Uh, and Steve Bowlby, who was obviously in, in noise work, can yeah. actually play an instrument. Uh, so they get together. It's, it's stories of sport, music, and life. And and they not only tell the stories, play the music, but they're also security. <laughs> now, there's a bunch of blokes you don't want to take on. So we'll have a chat to They Badge tells some
2: great stories about Spud when they went away on the 90 Kangaroo tour. And someone said, oh, I wish someone had a guitar. Spud would say, oh, I'm going to go to my room and get the guitar. And he'd come back and he'd just play Wild Thing over and over That's again. That's right. It's his favourite song, Wild Thing.
1: What surprised me about Spud, and if, I won't say this to his face because he scares the crap out of me, mm-hmm. is that um, he actually sings. In, in the video I've seen, in the audio I've got, he's actually singing backup. Um, I don't know whether they've turned his mic off.
2: He gets uh, an... I could imagine Spud being in the zone on, on, on stage. Do you think he he's like a choir boy? Oh, no, he'd go back into rugby league mode. Right. He'd, I could see Spud yeah. being in a heavy metal band. Yeah. Just going crazy.
1: I can see the boys singing behind a cage like the Blues Brothers <laughs> as this gets bigger and bigger. I'm ready to – Once if they want to take this thing on the road, I'm ready to, to rent Twin Towns and just bus in some pensioners. I'm ready to go, Sats. We should do this. Let's put all of our life savings in this. Anyway, we'll talk to Spud uh, real soon. Hot topic tonight. I This is close to my
2: heart, Sats, and I only want to raise it. It's about Monday Night Football. Yeah, there's been calls for Monday Night Footy to return from the fans via a, a story from David Ricchia, Daily Telegraph, yesterday. Uh, I spoke to a lot of my friends today. Um, again, some, some varying opinions around Monday Night Footy, and those opinions are based around – whether you watch it on TV or whether you like going to the footy to watch it live, so fans zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Do you want to see Monday night football return? So, are we talking about being
1: uh, what? Whether you go or watch it, because the crowds for Monday night football are terrible. And I and I've got
2: a solution for that. Okay, I love it. I love it. And and so I I've, used to sometimes forget it was on because you'd call the game Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday yep. night. And then sometimes I would forget it would be on Monday until someone like you would. Remind I'd remind me. you
1: every week. Yeah, I like it. You know what I mean. I, I'd much. I want to see football Thursday to Monday. Mm. Not having it Tuesday, Wednesday, I can live with that. Sunday night is a waste of time because come. Are you talking about the late six o'clock? Six o'clock games Sunday a waste game? of time. It's an absolute waste of time from a crowd wise, and I, I'd say viewership wise. And you're eating by then. I, I, I'm, well, I'm eating from about. 7 a.m. Saturday. Yeah. But the thing is, it's that I've pushed the envelope too much
2: mm-hmm. to
1: 6 o'clock Sunday night. Yeah. You know, that's when I've got to start investing in the family. And You know, you're right. Eat dinner with them. Quality time. Quality time. I've gotten away with it all day Saturday with I the don't triple I have not to my wife for seven months during yeah. the footy well, season. And, this, and most so. blokes the same like mm. that. You know, it's footy season. I can't push it on a Sunday night. Don't make me watch a cooking show. I'm watching the footy. You see, I can't watch a cooking show at the moment because I'm too fat, yep. and I'm on
2: a diet, and it mm. just makes me hungry. I concur, but um, that's about Monday Night Footy. I love it. Are you a fan of it? But again, would you not go to Monday Night Footy because it's a Monday night, and you got kids or whatever it may be, or do you love seeing at home when the when it's cold in winter, watching watching the footy? And I've again, I've I got I got a potential solution if they do want to bring back Monday Night Footy, and. Make it look good on TV as well. Because I hate an empty stadium.
1: Okay. Uh, th- not the cardboard cutouts again. No. I mean, they were horrible. Mm. They were terrible.
2: Hey, listen, songs to
1: finish the show with tonight. Oh, this is going to be a tight contest. I'm picking mine because Charity Shield, The Rabbitohs, Take on the Dragons. This used to be one of the NRL songs at the start of the year. Was it? Yeah. Like Tina Turner. And, yeah. I love this. This is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yep. I wonder if he got there. <laughs> well, we don't know. I haven't heard a band called Frankie got to Hollywood. Have you? No. This is yours. I think it's been used about 100 times. This is, you know why it's under
2: pressure? Why? A lot of players playing for positions. The final chance they get. I thought you were talking about my seat. Ch- <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about your chafing. The inside of your legs. During summer, under pressure. You're saying
1: my milky inner thighs are under <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, which song should we finish the show with tonight? We'd love your votes.
2: Bring back Monday nights. Let kids in for free. Lower the prices all round. They'll get a crowd. Stephen Dubbo. Thanks for your text. That's one solution. Sports day. Sports update. Thanks to Acme
1: Farm Insurance. Let's get straight into it. Sats. Um, you've got some news around. How many players are going to be named now on Team List Tuesday? Yeah,
2: 24 players to be named each week uh, for the NRL. And this is all around the, the COVID uh, scenario and how it's going to affect a lot of clubs this year. I think the loan system will become quite prevalent this year if a lot of clubs are going to be losing players due to um, their cold light symptoms and not being able to go into your place of work. Uh, yeah, but from reports are the 24 players to be named each week in the NRL um, to safeguard the clubs. Uh, it's a decision I feel as though that could re- really destabilise second tier rugby league, New South Wales Cup, the knock on effect and cup, and also the uh, the host plus cup in Queensland, the the Queensland Cup. So I want to paint a scenario for you of, of how this may look and how it could affect second tier rugby league, not getting those players that are not picked for, are not selected for NRL that weekend. They then go back and play for their second tier team and continue playing, getting match fitness, whatever it may be, getting contact. And I'm going to paint a scenario for you. For a team that's not based in Sydney, so let's just use the Gold Coast Titans as an example. They're about to play Dragons on a Sunday. Mm. And so they will leave on the Saturday from the Gold Coast airport to go down to Sydney. So... On the Saturday, 24 players need to turn up at the the port that you are leaving from, so the Gold Coast Airport. They will test those 24 players, and if 24 players come back negative on the, the rapid antigen tests, they'll then travel to Sydney, all Look, 24 players. And if
1: any are any, uh, positive, they'll stay behind. They'll stay behind.
2: Three hours before kickoff on the next day, the Sunday, test it again, and from there, 20 players will be – chosen mm. and named, mm. and you'll, of course, you'll use 17 plus one emergency in case of foul play and yeah. and uh, numerous Concussion, concussions, yeah. whatever that may be. So, basically, out of those 18 players, you've got player 19 through to 24 that have travelled down with a first-grade squad from an out-of-Sydney team. They don't get to play. They sit and watch the game. They don't play second-tier rugby league. This could happen for weeks on end because – Teams are going to be depleted through injuries. And so the second-tier rugby league, I believe, will be affected from it. And this is why I think we need to start really looking at a national reserve-grade competition again, like the old days, playing as a curtain-raiser to the first-grade game, the NRL game, because essentially you're taking a third of your second-grade team down to Sydney with you if you're an out-of-Sydney team. And this also works when a Sydney team goes and plays an out-of-city team in Brisbane, Gold Coast, North mm. Queensland, they've got to take mm. 24 players. Mm. A third of a second-grade team will be basically sitting on the sideline, potentially not playing, and not having any involvement in the game at all. So second-tier rugby league and the quality of the second-tier rugby league, yes, it gives a lot of opportunities to players that could possibly miss out because NRL players are dropping back. Mm. But it's still going to starve second tier rugby league of quality players in that competition. So a national reserve grade competition, I'd like to see it brought back in. Because if you're taking a third of the team down, those players that out of the 24 that aren't being selected to play in the NRL team, they just suit up for the reserve grade team.
1: Yeah, I, I like that, Sats, and and you're dead set right. This is this is a rule um that is just Favors the Sydney teams no end, right? Three it is a,
2: it is a Sydney centric decision, but again, it also affects the Sydney teams that go and play an out of Sydney team as well.
1: Well, but, well they play more games at home. than They do play away. Well, they do. Well, in Sydney, I should say. Yeah. He, here's my thought on this. Why, if if this is a special COVID protocol, why don't we just travel down on the same day, test in the morning, like you do your rapid yep. antigen test, test in the morning to twenty four, and and if if everyone's negative then you take your 18 or take 20 even or whatever you want to do take 19 you know plus yeah you know, and one emergency and another emergency take take them away then the rest can go and play football that afternoon for their feeder club mm. what what what's the point doing it a day before this is these are unusual circumstances. So travel the day of the game. Travel down, get down there three hours earlier. Still use a hotel or whatever, and have a rest or whatever.
2: I know we have play. to train. I know what you're saying, and you you do make sense. And and but, that way it doesn't affect those interstate clubs. And it has been a strange time with with COVID. We know that, but it's not essential. It's it's not essential for a playing group as part of their preparation. It it makes it easier for a player to prepare if if you get down the day before. And um, get all what they call your prehab ready for the game, whatever it may be. So, I mean, I I get that. I get that, Sats. I I totally get that.
1: But these are unusual circumstances. This is an unusual policy. Mm. So, there's got to be a bit of give and take.
2: I can see why 24 players need to be named. I I get that. I understand it. I agree with it. But it comes with some consequences, potential consequences as well.
1: Teamless Tuesday now is going to take us three days. Mm. Will we get through? That's the big question. Will we get through Teamless Tuesday by the f- time the the first game kicks off on a Thursday? Well, Gary will struggle <laughs> with his badge because he likes to get through every player, oh, doesn't he? In every squad. What's the other thing that's? Uh, and what do you think about that, listeners? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Does that disadvantage the interstate
2: teams? Should we have a a national? reserve-grade competition again.
1: Yeah. Oh, who wouldn't want to see that? Turn up at the ground and watch but, reserves. I mean, it
2: is a huge expense to the, to the game and to the clubs taking yeah. two squads away. But you're almost doing that. We take, as I said, you're taking a third of a second-grade team away with you.
1: I mean, Jetstar. won't play. I know Jetstar yesterday had $22 fares. I mean, just get onto those specials. It won't cost much. <laughs> and make them share three to a room. Like, it won't, it won't cost much at all. Hey, there's another thing happening as well, as well around doctors. And this this has got me scratching my head. I, I, see, I see holes in this galore. So we're going to have a doctor now
2: in the bunker who makes decisions about concussion? This is always going to happen at some stage. An independent doctor that assesses players that have had some sort of head trauma or concussion, showing signs of concussion. So... Uh, I think it was, it was always going to be the right way to go. The only reason they haven't had independent doctors in the past is, one, costs, and two, it also questions the integrity of the, of the current club doctors. But it takes the pressure off the club doctors and puts it back on the NRL. And But, yeah, the concerning and a little bit strange, I, I think, decision has been made that the doctors at this stage will be ruling from the NRL bunker. So the doctors will be in the NRL bunker. What? <laughs> Thanks, Oprah. And then we make a decision on the on the assessment of a player from sometimes hundreds of kilometres away. And it's they'll have the power to rub out the players from matches. Now, it's relieving the decision from the club medicos, as we said. Um, and the biggest concern is that they don't have that hands-on approach with the player. They can't assess the player. They can't stare the player in the eyes and and they're making this decision, and I would think they would be communicating with the club doctors. So to paint a scenario, I go in for a tackle. I show signs that I'm staggering from the contact. Well, you're automatically out of the
1: game anyway with that one. If you stagger, you can't return to the field and you miss the following week, right?
2: Well, yeah. That but, is a rule I already. Mean, there are some protocols around you've got a time period but to, if you to to be stagger, assessed. But if you stagger, you're out. Yeah, if you stagger and fall, you're, you're, out, you're pretty yeah, much yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. But if you're showing some signs... They'll take you off the field. The independent doctor, your independent doctor, will make that calling from the bunker. Yeah, and then I would, I would assume that your club doctor then takes you up the tunnel. Will assess you at any stage in, in the dressing sheds. I don't know what the communication lines are up between independent doctor and club doctor while you're assessing that player. Um, like you said, if it's a serious case, you don't need to be assessed. You can you just see need, it. You just you need to be looked it. after.
1: Yeah. But Sats, there's a lot of fifty-fifty calls. Like the amount of concussions last year for example you see a player go off and you go how the hell did how'd they come back mm. you know i, I swore that they're going to be off the field how's the bunker gonna
2: make a decision based on that the only way i can look at it jace is the reason why the independent doctor is going to be into the bunker again it's a I am thinking it's a cost effective measure.
1: So but isn't he still or he or she still relying on the information given to them by the team doctor?
2: Well the broadcasters have first got to get vision of it.
1: Yeah, so, so let's say they got that. Yep. And if it's a 50-50 call like you don't know sometimes, right? You're
2: relying on the the team doctor. The team doctor who is going to take care of the player while you're in the bunker.
1: Yeah, and you're going to relay that information to the bunker doctor. At the end of the day, assume.
2: Well, you'd have to, right? At the end of the day, you're still in the hands of your club doctor. If you're going to do this, that's right. So what's the point? So the only reason I think, and again, I'm only assuming here that that it is a cost-effective measure that if you've got an independent doctor sitting in the bunker, they can assess three games on a Saturday rather than having a doctor at every game.
1: So cost-saving is more important than the health of a player.
2: Well, if if that's the reason why they have the, the independent doctor in the bunker um it's, it's more questions should be asked,
1: but the other side of the coin too are they questioning the credibility of team
2: club doctors? well this is what the this is why the independent doctors haven't been brought in because they one it's a cost measure, but two you don't want to question the integrity of of your team doctor now being an ex player, I know my team doctor knows my pain thresholds, yeah he knows that I could possibly bluff my way through an injury or whether I've only just got a short knock and I'm not really feeling the effects of it. You don't want to question the integrity. Never question the integrity of the club doctor, but it is also not a bad idea to take it out of their hands.
1: That's if you have a doctor on the sideline. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, listener? 0457 736 736. Oh, I just reckon that's a joke. Mm. If they're having one bunker, uh, one doctor in the bunker Who's going to make these decisions from potentially a thousand kilometres away, if not further? It's a joke. Yeah, absolute joke. Rob
2: Rabideau says, "Fellas, yes, bring back national reserve grade. This is in relation to twenty-four players being named. Uh, if marketed right, it could also be televised. Well, it is televised at the moment. The second tier footy with Fox and and live streamed through yep. the the Queensland Cup as well in Channel KO. Nine. And, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, radio. Keep your text coming through 0457-736-736, the man with the smallest hands. I'd like to know why you know that. You had lunch with him yesterday.
2: Well you shake hands with him, and it's like you're shaking two two fingers on someone's hand.
1: Are you saying that tiny. some of the chips he had at lunch yesterday were bigger
2: than his fingers? He was eating a pie yesterday. With his tiny hand it looked like a family pie <laughs> in his hands.
1: Pete Fidel from the Courier Mail joins us next on
2: Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
1: Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Time to head north, Sats. Uh, The Cowboys had their season launch uh, today. Of course, I didn't get an invite. Apparently, you did off Brent Tate's.
2: This guy doesn't get an invite, but he just
1: turns up. (laughs) Well, he's a a journalist, mate. He's Mm. one of the best in the business. Pete Bedell from the Courier Mail. Hello, mates.
0: G'day, boys. How are you going?
1: Very good. First of all, um, congratulations on getting a, a ticket to that junket to Townsville today for the Cowboys launch. And I'd like to thank both of you for your invite to Yatla Pies yesterday, where allegedly Dell <laughs> knocked off a pie, pasty, and hot chips. Yep. Is that true? And why isn't that in the paper today?
0: But <laughs> it is true, boys. And believe it or not, I also had some chicken salt on the chips, and I've now blown out <laughs> 66 kilos. So, uh, yeah, it's um, that's Sat's what one of pl- plow more into me, but I couldn't fit any more into me.
1: Sat, you would have eaten something vegan at the moment, of course.
0: Something with chicken in it—that's not vegan. I oh, know he's been eating. Oh, is, is that is, is that why you had the carrot and the peas in your pie? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. He's gone
1: vegan. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate this. He was eating a falafel salad the other night in the studio, <laughs> and it
2: stunk. <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Hey, what come out of the cow's launch,
0: Pete? Yeah, guys, it was a fantastic afternoon. I've got to congratulate the Cowboys. It was an outstanding event. There was 800 people in the room at the Entertainment Centre and a very schmick affair. And I've got to say, I know it's easy to say this in February, but I, I think the Cowboys will improve this year, guys. Look, I, I don't think they'll make the finals, but I know, Sats, you've tipped them to win the spoon. I'll have 100 bucks with you that they finish in the top 10 this year, the cows, I reckon they will not win the spoon. They will be on the rise this year, the mighty Cowboys.
2: Okay. I oh, it'd have to be on the back of Val Holmes and and Hammerso Fido. Chad Town's one of their key signings is gonna to have to have a monstrous season, I think. Um
0: you accept the bet?
2: I'll accept the bet. Okay. Absolutely. I'll accept the bet.
0: <laughs> you reckon they're gonna finish last? Well live. actually you know what boys? It should, be, it should be 10 to 1, actually, because Sats is about 10 times richer than me. so oh, yeah, good point, So this will cost me – oh, I'm in trouble if I have to fork <laughs> out 100 bucks.
1: But hang on, you're saying they're going to finish where, Pete?
0: I, I think they'll finish top 10. I think they'll finish 9th or 10th. So I don't think they'll make the finals, but I I look at their back line, and for me it's as, it's as good as most teams in the comp. They'll have the Hammer at the back, Val Holmes and Peter Hicker in the centres, Coalfield on the wing – I think that's not the worst three-quarter line. I think they've got some talent. Well,
2: well, I, I still can't believe you're calling them the three-quarter line. That was back in the seventies. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, know, on the I
2: hope I'm wrong because, as you guys know, Toddie Payton's a very close friend of mine. So, uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I have to pay that hundred dollars, but I, I just don't like their. you know, I just don't like where they're heading. Mm. Hey, uh, so Pete, yesterday the a big story blew up that. Um, that you were all over in relation to the Broncos senior players or players complaining that they're training too hard. Now, two-part question here is how significant is this before a ball has even been kicked off? And is the hard training, the intense training, a reason why Adam Reynolds may not play round one?
0: Well, I know how you feel about this issue. Sats, having been a former player and as accomplished as you were, and you've been through many tough pre-seasons. Look, I think guys, Adam Reynolds will definitely play round one. There's no doubt about that. I know there was some speculation from media sources yesterday that he may miss round one. He 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 definitely won't. He'll be there against South Sydney on March 11. But I will I will say, Sats, I think there has been some concerns internally that perhaps they just went a bit too hard with conditioning in pre-season. And there's been a few little hammy concerns. So Tessie New had a grade two tear a couple of weeks ago. Katoni Staggs has reported some minor soreness. Tamari Martin tweaked the hamstring in the trial. And Reynolds has reported some general soreness. So so what happened, I think I'm told a few players went to Kevy and said, look, we're just, I think we're pushing it a bit hard. And Kevy spoke to Dave Ballard, the chief performance guy, about just pulling things back a bit. So no major dramas, but I, I think they've had some some candid discussions about just, just tweaking their preseason a little bit to freshen the guys up for round one.
1: And that's the reason why Adam's not playing in the Broncos third trial this weekend, Pete? It's just a bit of soreness around the hammies, do you think?
0: Yeah, well, I know, guys. Kevy was hoping to play Adam against the Titans last week, and he, he did. He did ideally want Adam Reynolds to have some time in the pre-season just to to cultivate combinations with the other guys. Obviously, being new to the club, so it, look, it's not the end of the world. But I, I think in an ideal world, Kevy would have wanted to use him in the trials, certainly against the Cowboys this week. But he'll be put on ice for another week, and he'll be raring to go for round one.
2: Mm, I think it's embarrassing. Like I said last night, Broncos players thinking they're smarter than the the high-performance yeah, but, uh, boss, when, but... but when...
1: And and now, listen, I agree with you on that last night, and so did our listeners as well. We had stacks of people texting through to us, Pete, about that. But when you hear it the way Pete just said it, you kind of go, listen, we're worried about some hamstring injuries here. Maybe there was some merit saying, can we just pull back on that that part of the training? It makes sense. Mm.
0: It comes to the, the game. It's interesting, boys. I, I, um, I, I spoke... Sorry, guys. I spoke to... Mark Chopper Burgess, now, I don't, you probably know him, Sats, but he's yep. been a long-time conditioner with the Queensland Reds. He's, he's one, a, an amateur boxing champion. He he goes into the Broncos once every Wednesday and does boxing training with the players. I spoke to Chopper about this yesterday, and Chopper said to me, Pete, Dave Ballard is one of the best conditioners I've ever worked with in 50 years in the industry. So, look, if Chopper Burgess, someone as credentialed as him, has a rap on Ballard, perhaps he's doing the right thing, and perhaps, Sats, as you've said, maybe... This is uh, the mental hardening that, that mm. the Broncos need to be a premiership. If for. the players,
2: if the players win this battle in relation to training and backing off training, I've been there before. I've been at clubs when you're struggling as a club on the field and and you start trying to start trying to dictate terms when it comes to on field training, and uh, it spells disaster.
1: Did they win the battle, Pete? Do we know? Have they pulled back a bit?
0: yeah they they have Jace, so Kevin Walters has spoken to Dave Ballard and said, Look, you know no major dramas, but let's just pull things back a bit just just as we lean into the season so I guess I guess you can say power, player power has prevailed there, Jace, but let's hope moving forward they can mm. find the right harmony because you don't want to have half the squad with soft tissue injuries because that can ruin your season.
2: There's another part of the body that's a little bit soft, I think. It's not the (laughs) tissues. Um, Now, any any closer to a number six because I think with an experienced half like Adam Reynolds, I think they will be crazy not to debut um, Ezra Mam in the number six jersey but still no real um, certainty over the number six jersey with Kevy.
0: Yeah, I know you're a fan of me, Sats and I've got to say, I haven't seen a lot of, of Ezra, but I watched him in the trial against Winham two weeks ago and I just thought he is a superstar in the making. He's only 18 or 19. But he's got beautiful hands, great awareness. So I was really impressed with his composure. But I, my male guys, is that that Billy Walters will be the sixth for round one. Just the way he's going at the moment, I know Kevin has spoken to a few of the senior players and they're happy with how Billy's progressing. So, look, it's a bit of a shootout this week. If Albert Kelly has a blinder, it might edge him in front. But let's just say Billy and Albert finish square on Saturday night against the Cowboys. I think Billy will get the nod for round one.
1: Right. Okay. Um, I heard earlier in the week, I don't know if you're across this and who's potentially coaching the Titans this weekend, but uh, Justin Holbrook reports is that he has uh, COVID
0: and he does. Have you heard this at all, Pete? I have. I have. He's been holed up. Justin Holbrook at home with COVID. So he'll be watching the trial on the live stream.
1: Well, here's the KO-ing. thing. Sats and I think they'll have him on an iPad on a broomstick <laughs> in the change rooms. Have you heard the same? Or who's going to be coaching him in the trial?
0: Actually, I'm not sure, guys. Well, they've got the great Jimmy Dimmick, haven't they? And they've also got yep. Jimmy Lenahan, So they'll be, they've will be they got some capable assistants. Um but actually, you know, boys, I had a chat with Sats about this yesterday. I'll say it publicly. I'm really worried about the Titans this year. I think they've got a very young playmaking spine, and I'm worried they could get exposed as the season wears on. So this is a real roll of the dice this year for Justin Holbrook.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Hey, just before we let you go, Pete, um, I read with interest Corey Parker has had a bit of a shot at the Cowboys over Tao Malolo and, and Chad Townsend. Was there any, any response to that at all today from coaches or players?
0: Yeah, there was Sats. So I um, I, there's been a bit of discontent up here over that. I, I spoke to Todd Payton at the at the at the lunch here today, and he was pretty disappointed with any any criticism about Jason Tamalolo. And then I spoke to Chad Townsend as well, because he's just been unveiled as the co-captain of the Cowboys this year, which is a great honour for him. And uh, Parker also raised queries as to whether Townsend was past it, and he, he fired back at Crosa. So there's a bit of a war of words going on between the Cowboys and the Broncos ahead of Saturday Night's Derby.
2: Oh, you'll mm. cover that tomorrow, I'm thinking?
0: Oh, you know me, so i all over it, mate. <laughs> all over it.
2: Footy season's back. Pete's just
0: happy to be away from
2: the
1: Twins. Yeah. So he's happy,
0: happy to be back. Away. Yeah. How'd that go over the holidays? Well, they're having their sixth birthday, guys, on, on Saturday. So I've been uh, I've been trying to get the cake ready. They want a koala cake. So they good luck <laughs> like trying to make that. That's been handled to the missus. Oh. And uh, I'm trying to find them a present. They want a Barbie plane. Can you believe it? So I'm going all over the place trying to find a Barbie plane.
1: Mate, my girl's got one for Christmas and... They do have them. They do, I can't remember how many years ago I got that, but you can get a Barbie plane.
2: A Barbie plane. It's a Barbie plane. So, it's, it's, so the it's, dolls sit in the plane. Oh, and it's the, got
1: everything in it. It's got okay. spa baths and everything. Like, you wouldn't be able to lift this thing off the ground. It's that heavy. I actually remember taking a photo of it, sending it to Virgin and going, now this is what a plane should look like, and they liked it. So, yeah, they do exist, Pete. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, thanks. Hope it, hope it doesn't crash and burn like a few teams might <laughs> this year. <laughs> Footy's back, and
1: we love it. Pete Dell from the Courier <laughs> Mail, thanks for your time on Sports Day.
0: We love it, boys, Anytime. Love to chat.
2: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.